Okay, so I felt like the need to just like connect for a few seconds because it just occurred to me <clears throat> that yes, I'm like not really a podcast for show or a podcast for anything that anybody really podcasts for, right? <laughs> like, I don't even know if I could really call myself a podcast, right? Like this whole experience. I'm just like a human being that likes to talk, and it just so happens that talking really helps me process through a lot of emotions and mental mental junk that I just am ready to let go of, that kind of stuff. And it just so happens that I'm just kind of a a regular-ish kind of a person, right? That's not so regular, right? Because I I don't know many people that are like me either. That's the other thing. Um, so I feel like literally I am sometimes the only person that thinks the way that I think and comes up with the ideas that I think. And yes, like other people think of things and things like that, but, but I'm the only one that can think it as coming from me. Right? Like, there's no one else that is me. And and I have this firm belief in, like, authors and writers and creators. And, you know, I have a firm belief that if everybody just tried, everybody could be an author. Everybody could be a songwriter. Everybody could... You know what I mean? Because like, everybody has their own to share that adds to this stone effect of beautiful, creative, like, synergy. Right? So... As I was saying this, I was also pondering, well, before this, actually, I was pondering on this conversation that I had um, with a mom recently, and it really shook me up in a beautiful kind of way, right? In the way where I woke up today and I was like, oh, it feels different, right? It feels different. I feel that excitement again, right? Um, in areas that I haven't been feeling excited for a while, just feeling this kind of lull of just like getting through the day and that's all that I could really reach or access, right? But for some reason when we had this conversation, there it was. It was like, oh, the challenge. This is what this is, right? This is what I needed to kind of pull me into a little bit out of my head funk space. <coughs> because, for example, basically what I was feeling was... It, it's kind of like this analogy that I feel sometimes. So I moved, so okay, 15 years ago, no, 18 years ago, I came to this little town and I was like, oh goodness, this is the cutest little town I've ever met, right? I was like, I can't wait to live here one day. That was kind of my feelings. And then I, it was just kind of this far off dream, like who, why or how could I ever get to living in this town? I have no idea. I don't know how I moves to a place like this, right? Like, what is that process? What kinds of things do you need to think about before you move to a place? All of those things, right? It just never connected. <clears throat> Until six-ish years ago, and basically what happened was like, hey, I came, it, it was a just-so-happens kind of a thing, but it was actually super, super coincidental, right? as some people like to say it, or like super divinely interjected and inspired for my benefit and for my growth and my, <clears throat> my benefit, right? So I was pregnant with a child at the time, um, not just a child, like my fourth child, but like sixth pregnancy, right? Because I've had a couple of miscarriages. 
And basically the deal was, hey, <clears throat> I can't find a midwife in the city that I'm in. I'm really kind of struggling to find one and I need one because I don't want to be in any situation where I have to be at the hospital if I don't have to be. So then I was like, hey, midwife, please. And then I called up the midwife in this area and she's like, took me the first day. She just registered me right away after I was waiting for weeks and weeks and weeks. And I was like, sweet, I'm about to have this baby. So like, so then a month before I have this baby, moved to this little town, right? <coughs> and it just so happens that we're also at that transition time in our life. <coughs> Moving from a basement suite to an actual personal spot, like a home for our family, me and my husband and our future four kids, right? So then it's like, oh, well, this is lovely. So not only did that happen, but then all of these other beautiful things, right? The, the following however many counter blessings that I could ever talk about. I could go on for two, a list of 200 things that was part of this culmination of this beautiful romantic move to this location that just brought about so many different things that weren't a part of our lives before, but I happily welcomed into our lives, right? Um, parts of that had to do with different friends that we had met along the way. Different people that would just show up at our door that we would never have showed up at our door if we lived anywhere else, right? <coughs> different, different ways that people do things here, right? Like, I'm sure one day I'll be one of those explorer people because I really do. I love, I love the idea of exploring to different places and meeting different people and drawing their different faces, but also drawing their different hearts into these pictures, right? That's like something I just yearn for. Because I don't do that right now, but I do it in my heart, right? Like I, I'm like, I'm a born biographer. That's the kind of person I am. Like anytime I talk to anyone, I basically commit it in my heart that I'm gonna write their biography one day. And I wanna do a good job of it, right? And so I just love it. I just love having time to talk to people. And the more people I can talk to, the better because it just excites me and challenges me and I just love the opportunity to be their like <clears throat> undercover biographer I don't know um so anyways I I don't want to say undercover biography I'm pretty open about it right like people know what I'm passionate about and how much I love to hear how everything is going from like everybody right and so anyways so there's been so many different blessings that have come in the last six years of being here, right? And it just kind of made me think, as I was thinking about this conversation I had with a friend earlier, it was like this idea that was so strange to me because I, all I have to do is count my blessings when I think about my move to this location. However, some, every so often I would run into someone that would also just so happen to have arrived here, but they weren't really in that mode of counter blessings. They were still feeling very resentful towards that whole thing. They were feeling very much like, no, like this was a mistake. I'm not supposed to be here. I'm, I'm kind of stuck here and all of those kinds of things, right? And I totally have empathy for that because I totally lived that life for like the first, I don't know, 18 years of my life. It, still, it felt like, right? Some of the times it was just like this feeling of like, I don't know why I'm here. You know, like I feel like sometimes it can just be our phase of learning or our phase of, of becoming and our phase in our journey in our life. 
And sometimes it just so happens to be attached to different locations because it just so happens we were in those locations when those kinds of big life experiences were happening, right? <clears throat> Where a lot was shifting and we weren't feeling the greatest and we were just challenging and questioning a lot, those kinds of things. So every so often I get kind of get that sense from other people um, that, that don't feel the same way about me, about living here, right? <clears throat> And I just got to have one of those experiences yesterday where I was on the other end. I was the one that was kind of complaining and <clears throat> basically living my day-to-day, -day, adding to my list of all the reasons why I shouldn't be here or why it's so hard and all of these kinds of things. Not in the, in the, in the thought process of, of living in this set location, but in the thought process of being this like homemaker mom, like homeschool mom kind of a thing, right? Like, like I never really at right out said it like that. <coughs> but after I had this conversation, I was like, oh my goodness, that's me, right? This is what's going on right now. Here's this other mom that I'm learning about, and she's totally upfront like, hey, I'm so glad I'm doing this. This is my full-time job to do like the homeschool mom thing, and this is how I do my full my homeschool mom full-time job thing and do it in a, in a great way. And, you know, I still remember the days when I would read and study and, and want to professionally do this. I wanted to knock it out of the park to be this professional homeschool mom, right? I was like, when I was even so committed to be like, hey, even if my kids are not being homeschooled, I want to be homeschooling somebody, right? Like, I was just so passionate about where this was going and how deeply it, this this effort could affect society and me as a person to grow and become, and, you know, all of the beauties of everything, right? And so I just, I guess I'm just doing this little podcast thing just to help me remember, to be like, hey, I, I know that I try to be as, like, gratitude um, process as possible, you know, try to put in some gratitudes every time I podcast, those kinds of things. I know that I try my best to just, like, do my best with what I have, and there's another part of me that, that feels challenged in a great way, though, right? It's like, yes, I might have the heart, and I have a good heart and a good intent. What if I could match my good heart and my good intent with my actual, very clear, tenacious um, spirit and very clear, diligent spirit and very clear, learning spirit and put it all together, right? Kind of like what <clears throat> that one video that I love, it's like about spiritual dynamite. You know, what if people could go from finding ancestors and then connecting the piece of finding ancestors to also going to the temple and, and performing ordinances of salvation and exaltation for their ancestors, right? To be proxy for them, that kind of thing. And, and so as I've been in this process of like thinking about, okay, so what, what am I to do, right? Like what could be my spiritual dynamite? What could be my physical dynamite, my in intellectual dynamite, my social dynamite, you know, all of those things. Like what could be my becoming, becoming like Christ dynamite, right? And so as I've been pondering it, I'm like, well, I think it has to do, it begins, of course, with that, that sincere intent, right? That pure heart 
to want to become like Jesus Christ. But for sure, I think there's some aspect of, like, kind of a work to it. <clears throat> I'm always leer whenever I use the word work. Because there's such a, it's such a loaded kind of a word. Because I don't want to say work and then have it turn off my desire to do something because, oh, it's just work. So it's, it's just senseless work that doesn't matter because for some reason it's associated in my brain. Oh, work means it doesn't matter because it's making you feel like it makes you out of touch with what's actually going on. It makes you out of touch with that creative side of the brain that needs to stay active as often as possible because of my Colby score, right? My Colby score is basically like a nine for like all things innovative and creative and ideating kind of side, right? So anything that I feel like is a harm to squelching that rather than empowering that is always like a red flag to me. It's like, oh, what? What do you mean, right? <laughs> it's like, do I really want that? I only want that if I can actually play at it first, right? And so it doesn't feel like work and it actually feels like a joy and it feels like playing, right? And then I still get to decide if I want to improve at said thing so that so that it could become a work, but it doesn't have to, right? But I could still have the skills of it, you know? Because I'm just I'm an agency junkie too, right? There's that other side of me that that always is constantly aware of like, you know, am I using my agency to the, the greatest of my capacity to create to access the potential that I actually have to become all that I possibly could become. That's basically what it is, right? And so that's, that question is constantly cycling, of course. And then the other thing is, I was just so impressed by this conversation because, I don't know, I think so often in the past, I have past and I past and the hoped for future is basically what I'm is that I've always just kind of had a sense of myself concept in this topic. It's like, oh yeah, I'm such a tutor for like, tutor in the sense of like proclaiming, like like I am this person that just totally loves the area of like wife, mother, homemaker, homeschool mom, those kinds of things, right? I just love being this person that is tutoring for that kind of thing, right? And then it just occurred to me, I was like, you know what though? But in my daily life, how has it looked in the last week or two weeks or months or, you know, those kinds of things? Like, could I really be one of those people <clears throat> that someone could look at and be like, oh, if they were going to be a tour guide for this kind of life, if there could be tour guides for this kind of lifestyle, right? Would I be a good tour guide? Would I actually do it justice or would I just butcher it? And make a person feel like, actually, I shouldn't go there, right? Like, that's, like, actually the last place I want to go now, right? Like, like that would be a waste of time, right? And so a part of me is like, man, I actually don't want to be like that, right? Because I think sometimes I'm just totally caught up in my own natural feelings about things that I forget how, how it can be received on another end, for example. And, and I guess that is one of my strengths as well because then I don't feel like this constant pull to feel like I have to please or I have to do things in a certain way because of how it's received, those kinds of things. But this is me coming to my genuine place to actually feel like, no, but genuinely, there actually are people searching 
to understand more clearly what what does the the day to day of like a person that chooses the wife the wifehood momhood um, homemaker homeschool momish kind of life what what is that like like if I was gonna get job shadowed for example right like what what would I kind of incorporate in that program for somebody to job shadow me right <coughs> how would I want somebody who's choosing that life to feel like they set themselves up for success so that they can have the best experience possible. So then I have to go back to my little community that I somehow landed in, right? Then it's like, okay, well, if I was going to give someone a tour of this place, what would I actually do, right? And when it comes down to it, it wouldn't even be us the same tour that anybody else could give because my tour would be like the more... Because I'm big on invisibles, right? Like, I'm an invisibles, intangibles kind of person. Those are things that perk my interest. You know, when people talk about things that you can't see, when people talk about things that that can only be felt. And, and I understand that world. I understand the inner world, the invisible world, right? And so when they start talking about that, that's when I start perking up. That's when I start paying attention more and more. Because then I, I actually feel like, oh, whoever's talking to me actually knows what they're talking about now. Now they're talking about the real world. Because in some ways, I kind of think the real world is naked to the human eye, right? And that, like, we can only see superficially, surface-level stuff until we go any deeper to find hidden treasures of whatever is meant for us to find. You know, I kind of feel like we all have this, like, mandate to be these, like, hardcore scavenger hunter people to discover and uncover what is yet to be found in whether it's the physical world or the spiritual world or the intellectual or the social world, right? All of those things to be uncovered in our earthly experience, in our process, becoming mean, like Jesus Christ and, and just like, and following his example and all of those beautiful things, right? So anyways, here I am pondering on this, on this whole idea of like, how would I give someone a tour? Okay, so honestly, if I was going to give someone a tour of my tour, First, I'd start with, like, a good immersion experience in my house because, like, because really, like, but it, we wouldn't stay long. We would be, like, maybe, I don't know, an afternoon or something. It would be, like, three hours at a time and wherever we would go. Start at my house. We would do the bumbling thing because that's what I really appreciate about living here is, like, there's no distractions, right? Like, unless if you create them, basically. You know, there's no billboards. There's nothing to make you feel like the external world is crowding in on you and you don't have time to think, right? That's the thing that I love. It's almost like, you know, that book, Walden or Walden, something like that, by this person that, that went and spent however many days by themselves and they decided on, like, a list of four or five things that a person really only needs to survive, like, and live a good life, I guess, kind of thing. And so... It's this idea where, like, you take time to, like, slow down and really appreciate the essence of your existence and all of this kind of stuff. So, yeah. So the place that I live is, like, one of the best places in the world to live kind of an essentialist kind of life, right? Like, there's, there's minimal distractions. It's like you have a sweet little community that just, like, is so quaint and so, like, watches out after each other 
the biggest crime is like bicycles being stolen from people's backyards or like ketchup being squirted on people's windows you know just like very petty kind of things like no serious criminal activity from like professional criminal kind of people <coughs> um so that's really super lovely um <coughs> and the other thing is like so so what would i do i would basically want to tour someone I think my favorite person to tour would be like a homeschool kind of person because then I could just bring them on the homeschool trail. You know, on my best ideal day, it's like, hey, let's wake up. Let's spend a couple hours, you know, getting ourselves ready for the day so we're ready and set, whether that's doing some like podcasting, yoga, scriptures, soaking, writing, those kinds of things, then setting up some breakfast stuff kinds of things before getting on all the outdoor gear of the day to be able to spend the morning lingering longer, exploring and finding things in, like, in nature. So then going and doing that, and then gathering a bouquet of things to bring back to the breakfast table, and, and really taking in the sights and smells and everything to do with the skies and and what's on the ground, and what birds that you hear, and, you know, everything to do with everything, but also listening to your own inner voice, and what that's saying to you in that day, right? So it's kind of like a retreat kind of space, right? It's kind of like a retreat kind of a community. You just, you just come so you can take time to, to think, right? And so that's awesome. Then we would come back, have some simple, like, porridge breakfast kind of stuff, and then we would get to it, right? We would probably get into some, like, extra scripture kind of study things. And we, then we'd get into some extra, like, maybe some podcasts about some different books to get intrigued, some, you know, searching on some library things. Probably do some more writing. Um, try to find more people to minister to and, like, add them to the ministering block of, like, each day and and just, like, keep adding to that calendar of, like, ministering calendar of just, like, different people to help and meet and see how we can be of any assistance, like, physically, spiritually, intellectually, socially, anything, right? So that's been kind of fun to just, like, think about. Um, what else would we do? We would... We would probably do some baby games, you know, we'd probably do some baby yogas, we'd probably do some, um, we'd probably play some baby chess, and we would, we'd probably play some, like, baby lion tag things, right? That's probably a lot of what we would be doing, um, as well as, you know, depending on the season, you know, if it would be spring, then we'd be, we'd be finding gifts in the garden, and having, like, a good solid soak there. If it were summer, we would be heading to the beach and, like, really doing some beach beach school time. Um, if it was fall, we would be doing some hardcore harvest-ish things. If it were winter, we would be probably going to the library and finding more books or doing some, like, extra story read-aloud time. Because that's what I find in the winter or, like, on healing days. It's like, hey... Story time is actually after lunch, but we, because it's after breakfast and there's nothing else on the agenda, we have an extra read aloud time, right? So we get through books like twice as fast, you know, sometimes a book a day. <coughs> 
so that's kind of fun. And then back to string again, right? So depending on that, but then also it's not just like the outer seasons. If it's an inner season thing and we're going with that, then it's like, okay, so I'm in the inner season. Let's say if I'm in the inner season of winter, then that means it's like, okay, we're doing a lot of playlist kind of stuff. We're like finding a playlist of all the things that we have curious questions about. And we are saying, hey, I wonder who's the expert in this area right now? Or who has created a YouTube video that really sparks some creativity and inspiration and and some ideating in this area, There's some some dream making and innovating. Showing <clears throat> up, Popular Mechanics for Kids was actually one of my favorite magazines, and so that's kind of my main topic of like curiosity. Whenever I go into that realm of like, hey, let's go look something up. It's like let's look for something that's like of the quality of like a Popular Mechanics for Kids kind of a kind of a style. <coughs> and so I go with that. Um, and then, and then we do the lunch thing, right? Um, which usually means people just build their own. Um, which also means sometimes there's one person that sparks, oh, hey, I want to start a sourdough starter today. Or, oh, hey, I'm going to try this recipe today. So then it becomes this creative space of like, hey, yeah, let's, let's stoke that and let's try it out, right? Like, we have time. That's the beauty of this life and the space is that you, you feel this endlessness of time. And you don't feel rushed. That's the other thing that's been super healing to me. I love being in an environment where I don't feel rushed, right? There's plenty of space to drive anywhere. There's plenty of room in our days to do anything because it literally maximum on like a traffic jam kind of day, it takes you five minutes to get to anywhere you need to in this community, right? So that's another thing that's awesome. Then... So yeah, so then we would probably do something creative in that realm. And and then, you know, more wondering and building different things. Possibly, like, really working extra hard to find a play date in the day. Um, or or set another play date in the day. But what does it like? So a play date is basically you show up at someone's house or someone comes to you. And moms chat, kids play board games, or create their own, like, play, or, like, play as in the theater kind of a play, or just dress up, or, or, or just imaginary, right? Like, open-ended, right? Um, or, like, build things together, or, you know, like, a learning, kind of like an extended recess, right? Because I, I am on, like, the philosophy of learning, where I really believe in play as a crucial, very important, essential element to <clears throat> this whole process of living, of being a living human being, plus this process of being a learning human being, right? Because if we don't, if we are in tune with our political side, we will be so limited in our innovation, in our, in our desire to think creatively and to think of the possibilities and wonder and appreciate the things that other people have created and done and all of that kind of stuff, right? So it's all so interconnected. And plus, playing just is so essential and important because we are human beings experiencing a very exhausting, rough life, right? It just is, right? But if we can be in tune with our playful energy and, and the importance of play and having the energy of play to, to bless our days, 
it takes off the burden, right? Not because you're being careless or ignorant of the fact that there's burdens, but because you're processing them. You're taking it and turning it into something more beautiful, right? <coughs> In the simplest, most basic way. So there'll be some of that. And not just some, like some hardcore play, right? Like, like, like when we go on play dates, it's almost like, not like an Olympic sport of playing, <coughs> but in some ways it's just this very intense, beautiful synergy of people coming together, synergizing, that I hope that they'll, they'll carry on with them, right? all these little people, that they don't won't think that it has to end with play dates when they're young, that they can create their own in the future to innovate and, and synergize with other people around them, even into their adult life, right? And create different different improvements to their communities and all this thing with like teamwork and all of that, right? So that's kind of that process. And oh, I kind of jumped from inner winter to like let's say summer. Because I only usually ever do stuff when I'm in an inner summer. What's an inner summer? It's basically, you know, going on along with my feminine cycle, right? So winter is when it's like a couple days before my period, plus like during my period, that whole seven days, let's just say like four days before period starts, plus like like the three or four days that I'm on period. And then that's winter. Then spring is the week after that. So then what does my homeschool life look like when, when it's like, hey, I'm in inner spring? It kind of means that I'm slightly having some more energy than I was when I was in winter, <coughs> but not a ton more. So I'm basically kind of still in winter, but I can still just, I can just do a little bit more. So if I was going to do it recipe style, thought process, if I'm in winter, it's mostly just like herbal drinks and like smoothies, things that take like... 30 seconds to a minute to make basically and that's kind of our lives like I remember when I was when everyone was little I could get away with a popsicle life right I would just turn everything into a popsicle and just just call it our food for the whole day right and 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 it was great because all they wanted ever was popsicles anyway so it's just like yeah let's just keep making some popsicles um and like that's kind of like winter right just like bare minimum anything else because there's so much going on inside that you just got to make space for that. Um, also, then, then spring, some foods in spring could be something like, oh, something that could maybe be a little extra effort, but not more, right? Like maybe some sandwiches, right? Like maybe some, some like noodles and rice and, and those kinds of things, right? Um, then there's like, okay, what, what happens in summer? Like what could you do in the summer? Okay, when you're in summer, you're like on. You're like ready to do anything. You're ready to try new recipes, try to like make a new meal every day, try to like make enough for your family, plus share with other people, um, plus like teach younger people how to do it. You're just totally on in all areas that you would want to be on, right? And, and that's like, and it only really lasts for a week. So you just make the most of it. And, and, and then it's like, um, and then it's autumn again, right? Where you're starting to slow down, right? Like 
Um, but for some reason, I'm so in denial. Like, whenever I'm just not in winter, I just automatically, like, kind of, like, talk myself into this idea, oh, I'm not in winter, so I must be in summer, right? Like, because I'm just, like, I just tend to be such a summer kind of a person. Like, for most of my life, I've just had so much summer kind of energy, right? And I feel like it's just beginning recently in the last six months to feel like, okay, I think autumn is starting for me. Not in just my inner world, weekly world, but in my, like, lifetime world. Can you check me with four, with four pawns? You got to check me with four pawns? Yeah. So cool. Okay, so I think that kind of, like, sums it up, right? Because I started with winter, and then autumn is, like, slowing down again. So it's not like... It's not like you want to be doing all the recipes that you could possibly be doing, right? It's, it's kind of that special time where you just like, you kind of pinpoint, okay, I tried all these recipes. What are my favorites? Let's stock up on our favorites and try, like, okay, this is my like idealistic world. It's like you think about your favorites, then you stock up on all your favorites so that by the time winter starts, you have everything you need, right? For some reason, autumn just is never long enough, right? Because summer is this exciting, creative energy that I just want to fly and run and, and do all of these innovative things, right? I don't want to hunker down yet and, and say and like settle down, right? But then autumn, it's like that time where it's like, oh, it's time to start settling. But I kind of push against them. I'm like, no, it's still summer. It's still summer. Until finally it crashes and I'm in winter and I didn't really prepare properly. It's kind of the story of my life. <laughs> so, anyways, that's kind of my whole gist of like this whole process of me trying to get out of my my head funk space of thinking that I have to somehow be um, so grumpy about my life all the time, right? Like, like in the way that I felt like so often I would be with others and they just felt so grumpy about living in this space, right? And I was like, oh, finally, I get it. I get it on a deeper level. I'm so grumpy about being in this headspace of having the mindset of, of living this lifestyle, right? But like, what if I could glean a little bit more from those that are still relishing it, right? And still believing in themselves and still like really treasuring and cherishing what they have to offer. And I was like, yeah, yeah, that would be awesome right? So then going back, I'm going to start the next podcast more about like what would I actually do as a tour guide in different seasons and things like that. And what would that look like? 